Welcome everybody to the Nerdpool Podcast with the fat fool who loves Deadpool, your host, Jamie. The water's fine. Come on in. What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of the Nerdpool Podcast. As always, I am your host, the fat fool that loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me, it's me, it's a J-M-I-E, your 171,992nd favorite podcast host, and as always, your Sherpa down this road of nerdiness. And as we continue with Halloween month, horror movie month, we're going to be talking one of my favorite, favorite, favorite cult classic B-horror movies of all time. It is 1977's Deathbed, The Bed That Eats. You don't know about this movie? Oh, well, let me tell you about this movie. This movie was the one and only produced and directed film by George Barry. This film is essentially, as you can guess from the title, Deathbed, The Bed That Eats. It's about a bed that eats people. Try saying that fast. Doesn't work that well. Anyway, this movie has a plot that makes no sense. The acting on this is the most god-awful acting you will ever see. But this movie, for its sheer campiness, crappy effects, bad acting, and lack of a strong plot, makes it one of the best B-horror movies of all time. This film is starring... Alright, it's time for everybody's favorite game show. Can he pronounce the name correctly? Uh, Demini Hall. I think I said that right. William Russ, Julie Ritter, Linda Bond, and Patrick Spence Thomas. This movie centers around a brother and two women looking for a third woman who has been eaten by the deathbed, the bed that eats people. I'm going to say that a lot during this episode because I just love that title. Anyway, we start off this movie with spoiler alerts. Sorry, people. 1977, it's fairly new to DVD. I know a lot of you haven't heard from it, but spoiler alerts. I'm going to be talking about pretty much the whole movie here. Okay, this movie starts off with a couple that goes to a remote castle-like mansion in the middle of the woods to have a picnic rendezvous sex fest. That's right. They go there specifically to do it. And they find the deathbed in this mansion that won't allow them to go in the house, but allows them to go in the basement where it's at. This whole movie is narrated and told by a man who's stuck in a painting on the wall. They try to kind of explain what he's doing on the wall. And it doesn't really have an explanation. He's just stuck in a painting. Can't talk to anybody. But he's narrating about this demon bed that is happening. So, they sit down on this mattress and bed that's neatly made to engage in coitus. That's sex for you people that don't know what's going on. And the woman's kind of hesitant. Nervous. Understandable. They're in a spooky-ass basement of a mansion. Middle of the woods. They don't know what's going on there. So she asks, what did you bring for dinner? Pulls out two apples, a bottle of wine, and a bucket of chicken. So romantic. So, so romantic. 
But I digress. As the making out proceeds, the bed then follows through with eating the apples first. Which, when it eats people, it doesn't eat them and just suck them in. It has this soapy-esque, that's supposed to be digestive fluid, I guess. This soapy-esque bubbles that come up and envelop whatever it's trying to eat. And then it goes down into a digestive fluid, I guess is what they're trying to make it. And you see it bubble and kind of eat stuff away. With a, I guess it is kind of an acid they were using at first. So it proceeds to tuck the apples down and spit out the core. Core rises to the top. They keep going. People don't hear nothing. Even though you hear the gulp, gulp, bite, bite. Next, the bottle of wine, which goes down, uncorks itself, and then the bed proceeds to drink and then spit the bottle back up. Tui. Next comes the bucket of chicken, which it sucks down and eats. So then, as the woman asks him to go lock the door, gets up, goes over, door's already locked, says to himself, oh, I must have already done this. Meantime, the whole time, the creepy guy in the painting is watching this going on. And then, he goes over and they go to heat, and then he notices the wine's missing, and he notices the bucket of chicken's been eaten, and next thing you know, the bed eats them. Great, great, great. We follow through. The next few scenes are basically just the guy in the painting telling you how the bed came to be in its best way possible and telling you about all the people it's eating. It eats a priest who's reading a book. Another, It eats a woman. It eats a group of people when a doctor buys it and uses this as some kind of sex therapy and puts it outside to make it some kind of orgy fest. The bed eats all the people during the orgy. And then the new owners take the bed and put it in a basement to where it's laid dormant until this happens. Now, the woman comes, lays on the bed, she gets eaten. But not before having a very weird dream. A dream of being forced to eat some kind of rice-type dish covered in cockroaches, which she proceeds to eat a cockroach and says it's not that bad. Cut to her brother looking for cut to... Uh, two women trying to find this woman that's gone missing. They spend it trying to. They spend some time trying to find it. Meanwhile, the whole time the guy in the painting is saying how he wishes he could talk beyond the painting to warn them. Then, one of the women leaves to go look for this woman. As one stays behind in case she comes back, she proceeds to pull out a bottle of liquor, pour a glass, and drink it. Next, she lights her a cigar. And proceeds to lay back on the bed to smoke said cigar and falls asleep with said cigar in hand. Now, I don't know why this happens. They never really explain it. But apparently the jewelry you wear or anything like that, when the bed eats it, the man in the mirror wear, gets it. He's wearing rings of the people who have been digested and eaten by this bed, death bed, the bed that eats. I love it. Anyway, so... He says, I haven't had tobacco in a long time. I think 70 years, something like that. So she proceeds to fall asleep, which I'm pretty sure is one of the most dangerous things you can do. And I don't know why you light the cigar if you're just going to lay back and take a nap. But she has a dream. In the dream, she wakes up in a nightgown. And the girl she's looking for is over by the fire reading a book. She goes over. What are you doing here? The girl tells her, 
I've been here reading like I told you I would. We've been looking for you. What are you reading? A book of dead people. Our names are both in it. She takes the book, and there's nothing written on the pages. The woman, the girl tells her to look into a fire, because she can see the truth in the fire. She can see herself. Stop, pause, rewind. I've got to mention this one part when this woman who's having the dream walked in the room. Before she pours her a drink, she goes to the um, fireplace and proceeds to put in two logs, strike a match, touch the logs, and they immediately burst into flames. Now again, I'm not a genius, but I built some fires in my day. Accidental or on purpose, that's not the point. I've built fires. This fire burst into life at the moment of them touching. I know it's a movie. I understand we're supposed to expend belief, especially when there's a deathbed, a bed that eats. I love it. Eating people. But this scene just made me laugh because I was like, There's, this is just impossible. Impossible. That's not how fires are made. Accidentally or on purpose. Unless you drink them in gasoline. And she didn't. But back to it. So she's looking in the book. There's no names in the book. The girl tells her to look in the fire. She looks in the fire. Next thing you know, the book pages are all mirror. So she sees herself. Then the book catches on fire. She closes the book. And she stands up. And she's completely naked. But it's like a ghost hologram because she also stands up wearing the nightgown. Why, I don't know. She proceeds to wake up from this dream. And the bed immediately starts to try to eat her. It gets her leg, starts pulling her in. You see the little acid bubbles. She grabs onto the post to pull herself out. And as she's pulling herself out, her legs are covered in what can only be ketchup. That's supposed to be blood. So she's supposed to have lost control of her legs. It's her pants. No pant- The pants part aren't missing. They're just covered in ketchup. And the whole time she's doing this, she's supposed to be writhing in pain. And she's making sex noises. She sounds like she's moaning in pleasure instead of screaming in agony. She climbs out of the bed. She crawls across the floor uh, with her useless legs that have been partially consumed, but none of the fabric torn on her pants. She gets to the stairs. She, She valiantly climbs the stairs. The whole time, not sounding like she's in pain, sounding like she is engaged in orgasmic state. It's weird. She's moaning. Then, she finally pulls herself up. And this scene goes on for, I swear, 10 minutes. But it feels like an hour of her crawling on the floor, making these sex noises. And she finally gets to the door. She opens the door. And this other girl who was with her, who drove off, the car broke down and is walking back. Here's her scream. Not even a deep scream, but just a little, a little, ah, scream. The bed shoots a sheet across, grabs her by her leg, and drags her back. Why the bed waited this long to do it, I don't know. But I guess, you know, it's just a deathbed, the bed that eats. And not a genius bed that teaches people. I like it. Copyright Jamie. Might try to make that a movie. Anyway. As we go forward, the girl comes running and sees that the bed is eating her from the bottom. It's pulling her in. And this girl, you would think when you're getting eaten by a bed, you would be screaming for help when you see somebody. No. Just an average little, uh, no. She's not even saying no. She's, uh, ah, ah, oh, ah, e, ah. That type. Yeah, that's better acting than what she did. Then the girl, if you see, and I'm putting this out to all my chimichangas and tacos out there. If your friend is being eaten by a bed, anything in general, but a bed, you think you're going to say, what the hell is going on? You're going to be screaming. You're going to be saying, screaming for her, making some kind of noise. Nope. 
She runs over, and the only thing you hear is the flippity flop of her flip flops. Flip flop, flip flop, flip flop. Grabs her and starts pulling. Not screaming, not saying a sound, not saying a word. Now I know you can be in shock. I understand you can be in shock. But even in shock, I think you might make a sound. She makes no sound. As her friend is eaten by this bed. She's not crying. She's not screaming. She's making no sound whatsoever. Nothing. You hear that quiet? That's what the whole scene was. Afterwards. Anyway. So next, the girl, the original girl who's missing's brother shows up to this place. Don't know how they got there. Don't know how she he got there. Figured it out. Maybe I missed something because I'm laughing so hard when I watch this movie. He shows up. He goes down in the basement. Sees the deathbed. Sees his girl curled up in a fetal position. She, the guy behind the painting tries to say that in shock she can't explain what's going on. He sees a knife, so he decides, since they're locked in the basement with the deathbed, the bed that he's... He doesn't say that. I just like saying the name of this shit movie. That he is going to try to kill it and find them. So he takes the knife and he goes over, grasps it in both hands, like you normally would when you're going to stab somebody. He raises it above his head and he just sits there. And he sits there. And he sits there. Dramatic pause. Way too long. And then he stabs the mattress. Hands go through. And now he's being digested by the deathbed. The bed that eats. Love it. And as this hell going on. Again, he's not screaming. He's just, ah, ah, trying to struggle. Ah, 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 struggling. Not screaming, not, oh my God, not writhing in agony and pain as his hands are being eaten. You see in the acid, the skin, muscle, everything come off of his fingers, leaving nothing but bone. And he pulls up, that's right, two meatless skeleton finger hands. It's incredible. He's not making a sound. He's not screaming in agony. Next thing you know, they are both laying next to the bed against the wall. And he's just looking at these hands, not in agony, not screaming. His hands have just been eaten. You think he would feel a little bit. No, he just says, like a surgical procedure, nothing left as he's sitting here. And then one of his fingers falls off. And then he says, the cartilage is decaying. Again, it's the most calm voice ever. Like he was asking for a refill on his drink. And then he tells this girl, you must break them off. I can't. So she proceeds to break off his hands from the bone. Again, I know the nerves are gone, but nothing. And for some reason, they throw the hands in the fire. Don't know why. Don't know why they throw the skeleton hand in the fire. Anyway, the deathbed, the bed that eats, goes to bed for some reason. He goes to sleep. The guy behind the painting now, for whatever reason, can talk to outside of the painting. So he tells the girl to come closer. Put her hand on the painting and he tells, he's going to tell her how to get rid of the bed. He says, take the guy outside, put two circles and sticks, come back in, stab the ground around the bed to make a blood circle because apparently when you stab the concrete, the, the concrete bleeds. She does that. To finish the circle off, she has to take a, or take a bone off the hand of the guy, put it down, put, take the hair of the girl they came for. Don't know how they got it. She puts that there. And then he says, sorry, I tricked you. Your life will bring the girl who created the bed to life. Till she dies, I think, they never show her dying, never show what happened to her. 
And then the girl that I guess apparently brought the demon to the bed, that made it the deathbed, the bed that eats poor. I love that name of that title. Anyway, it brings her to life. She's completely naked, even though in a casket a minute ago she was fully clothed. We don't know why. She goes over. The guy's laying in the circle. She mounts him and doesn't really have sex with him. I don't know what they're doing, but next thing I know, the bed's all engulfed in flames, and it's the end of the movie. I just explained that entire movie to you. Now, I know you're thinking to yourself, that movie sounds terrible. Why? Why would I want to watch it? Well, if you're a connoisseur of horror movies like me, and especially B-horror movies, the movies that are so bad they're great, this movie you have to see it should be on your list. Again, terrible acting. Terrible plot. Love it. Dialogue's bad. Crappy effects. Attempt at doing anything scary. It's a great B-horror movie. So if you're a fan of B-horror movies, again, like myself, I suggest this be on your list. It's fairly new. I didn't learn about it until about a couple years ago, maybe, when Patton Oswalt did a joke about it. And I was like, oh my God, I have to see this movie. And I did. And I'm glad I did. So... If you're looking for a laugh fest, if you're a fan of B-horror movies and you just want to see a new one, Deathbed, The Bed That Eats, is the one for you. Awesome. That's all I can say about it. Two thumbs. Way, way up. Well, everybody, thank you for listening to me as I talk about this movie. Thank you for all the support you give me. Follow me on Twitter, at NerdPoolPod. Follow me on Instagram, at NerdPoolPodcast. Thank you for all the love and support. So for all the chimichangas and tacos out there, for all the ghosts and the ghouls, I will say until next time, that's Nerdpool for this week. See ya!